Welcome to University Chapel on this day. We are thankful to be in a place where our religious tradition compels us to honor other traditions. As we search for ways to love our neighbor as a reflection of God's love for us, we are here to celebrate Yom HaShoah, a day of hard remembering, so that we will not forget the trials and tribulations of our neighbors in faith. Welcome, everyone. I would like to thank you all for showing up to our annual Yom HaShoah service because this solidifies your commitment to deter hate speech and violence against others based on religion, sex, or ethnic identity. This is a time for us as a group to remember what happened to six million Jews that were murdered at the hands of Nazis and Nazi supporters. And by remembering this tragedy, we hamper other tragedies from taking place and decimating the lives of a group of people. We are here today to remember that tragedies, to remember the tragedies of the past, stop the violence of the present, and prevent the atrocities of the future. We can do these things by remembering the stories of the Holocaust survivors so that we are not blindsided by such a horrific event again. Today is a special remembrance for us at California Lutheran University in that Zoli Bodnar, the husband of Piri Bodnar, one of our stalwart supporters for many years here at California Lutheran University, he passed away not too long ago. So today we'd like to do a special remembrance for Zoli, and I know that when the rabbi says Kaddish, this will be a special time. Thank you for coming today. First they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. It was Elie Wiesel, a survivor of a Nazi concentration camp, who said, The SS hung two Jewish men and a boy before the assembled inhabitants of the camp. The men died quickly, but the death of the boy lasted half an hour. Where is God? said man behind me, asked. And I heard a voice within me answer, Here is God. God is hanging here on this gallows. How can we fathom this enormity of loss? Our hearts try to gather in the countless faces. You, Holy One, summon each, images burned in your remembrance. Help us to recall, help us to recall their lives and their destruction. Bring us to your sacred place of memory, not only to bear witness, but to reassemble faith, to recover the defiled and make it holy. Those slender flames are a promise and a charge. 
calling us to honor and to imitate righteousness. These flames illuminate truth's honor, uh, excuse me, truth's horror and hope's future. Your searing reminder, do not forget. Let us bless you, Holy One, touching fire to wick, six candles to burn in testimony. Let us bless you, Holy One, for you dry our tears, you comfort martyred souls, you bring us shalom. This is a poem from Perry Bonar's book, Shadows, for her husband, Zoli. With all of my heart, I treasure the day when you and I met, that splendid, lovely spring I will never forget. You brought meaning into my empty life and lit up my days with your loving smile. On our wedding day, the sun was shining bright. Butterflies were playing on the clear blue sky. The air was filled with the fragrance of lilies, and birds were singing enchanting melodies. We began to build our tiny loving nest. Life was very hard, but hope and faith we had. We were looking forward to having a family and knew it would only make us completely happy. Together we had raised our precious children. You worked very hard to provide for them. To give them all the things which you never had, their smiling faces were your greatest happiness. Five decades passed by in happiness and tears. You were always near to erase my pain and fears. And as we approached the twilight of our lives, I thank the Lord and you for 50 years of love. As the Jewish people were being led to the gas chambers, they proclaimed, I believe with perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah, and although he may tarry, I will wait daily for his coming. Ani ma'amin, I believe. Ani ma'amin, ani ma'amin, ani ma'amin, bemunash Beviat Hamashiach, Beviat Hamashiach, Animamin, Beafalpi, Shehit Mamea, Im Kolze, Animamin, Animamin, Animamin. Animamin, bemunash lema, beviat hamashiach, beviat hamashiach. Animamin, v'afalpi shehid mamea, im koze animamin. Anima amin, anima amin, anima amin. We thank uh, Cantorellis for that uh, important 
a chanting of, I believe with perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah, and even though he tarries, nevertheless do I believe. According to uh, our tradition, and as Ekander explained, uh, those who were led uh, to their death uh, nevertheless maintained their faith in the coming of the Messiah and the time of peace. A basic belief in Judaism is that uh, we all have the ability to bring the Messiah by virtue of our actions, by virtue of our doing mitzvot, uh, commandments that God has given us, we have the capacity to bring this world close to peace, to bring this world close to the time when the Messiah will be here. Uh, Within uh, Christianity and Judaism, uh, we can refer to a Judeo-Christian tradition because uh, though Christians believe the Messiah has come, you're Christians also believe in the second coming of the Messiah. So we might just uh, differ as to whether this is the first time or the second time, but uh, we certainly both agree that the Messiah is coming. And uh, within Judaism, uh, it's that we need to be, by our conduct, by how we interact with others, by how we uh, work to protect innocent people, Uh, by how we work to uh, help those in need will be uh, the test uh, on how uh, long we have to wait for the coming of the Messiah. Uh, We uh, heard it said uh, just a few moments ago that this day is observed because we are remembering the uh, Jewish victims of the Holocaust well, truth be told, there, uh, have, uh, there were many other victims of that Holocaust. Uh, there are millions of people, uh, not just Jews, who perished in that Holocaust. There are Holocausts that are going on as we speak, uh, whether it be uh, uh, happening uh, in Sudan, uh, whether it be happening in Darfur, whether it be happening uh, someplace that we aren't even aware of at this time. Uh, but I'm just responding to the, the song, the profound song, I Believe with Perfect Faith. It's, uh, it's just amazing how many incidents have occurred to us Jewish people through the ages. Uh, there have been so many uh, different times when we Jews have been conquered and oppressed. Uh, we have been conquered and oppressed by more regimes than you can imagine. The ancient Egyptians enslaved us and tried to push us into the sea, Fortunately, God parted the sea and we crossed on the dry land, but not because the ancient Egyptians didn't try their best to kill us. The ancient Babylonians conquered Israel and brought us to their country in the Tigris-Euphrates River Valley, which is today's Iraq. The ancient Greeks conquered us and made us convert or be killed. The ancient Romans destroyed Israel and soon after killed Christians and crucified Jesus, who was a Jew. Then the Christian Crusades came along and killed countless numbers of our people. Then came the Holocaust and killed millions of our people. In all of those cases, or most of those cases, there's only one exception, most of those cases we uh, did not fight back. We were just victims. Uh, One occasion when we did fight back was the story of Hanukkah, 165 BCE, when there was a band of people called the Maccabees and we stood up and we defended ourselves. Uh, In recent days, just one week ago, there was a conference called Durban Review Conference that took place in Geneva, Switzerland, as part of a United Nations uh, resolution to 
uh, have a conference to end or deal with racism and uh, with uh, racial discrimination by nations. And ironically, that very nation was uh, claimed that the real source of evil in the world was Israel. And the only uh, speaker representing uh, a head of state was the leader of Iran, Ahmadinejad, who spoke. Uh, he had a seven-minute allotment to speak. He spoke for one hour. During that hour, uh, many Western nations walked out, uh, and we are thankful for that. But uh, the irony was that in his words, he said that the Jewish people had used as a, uh, a technique to win world sympathy the Holocaust uh, to bring oppression to Palestinians. And then he proceeded to discuss how Israel is the source of all the evil in the world. Uh, ironically, that took place on the exact observance of Yom HaShoah. It was last Monday night and uh, Tuesday of last week when the actual Yom HaShoah took place. Today, ironically, this is Yom Ha'atzma'ut, which means Israel's Independence Day. This is the 61st anniversary of the State of Israel. And uh, if I could just connect back to uh, Ahmadinejad's words from last week, uh, calling uh, for Israel as the perpetrator of the greatest acts, uh, the worst acts of racism in the world. Uh, ironically, here, uh, Iran, which is now uh, has said that they want to destroy this, the country of Israel, when did he say these words exactly on Yom HaShoah, on Holocaust Memorial Day? And here we are today, here I am, a miracle taking place, Cal Lutheran University, again, hosting a Yom HaShoah service. How powerful and how meaningful and how appreciative we Jewish people are that your university sees it as a priority to acknowledge uh, our the victimhood as a Jewish people, but we have to also acknowledge somehow an extraordinary miracle that despite all of these horrific events that I have just enumerated a few moments ago, that we Jewish people are still here. And it gets back to the song the cantor sang, Ani ma'amin be'emunah shlema, she'afalpi she'yitma'meya im kolzeh ani ma'amin. That never, even though the Messiah tarries in coming, nevertheless I have perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah and the continued existence of the Jewish people as well as all others who are vulnerable people the continued existence of people who are vulnerable is testimony to the fact that there is a God in this universe and that there is a purpose for which we are all here. And it is to minimize the suffering of those who are innocent, and it is to work to making this world a much better place. I have to uh, uh, share one of the uh, wonderful challenges that God brings upon uh, us is uh, every now and then a printer doesn't work and words that I had intended to say, you know, suddenly are taken into cyberspace, forever gone, and my printer without the ink. And so then I go to print a, a speech that I'm going to say today, and out comes something that I had said at another occasion but not intended for this morning. 
And I look up the Rabbeinu Shaloylam and I said, despite the Messiah is tearing, nevertheless I have perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah. And uh, it, it draws to mind, there is a, an extraordinary expression within Judaism that says that uh, we all have free choice. God is in control, but nevertheless we, have all free, we all have free choice. Which means that uh, despite the fact that there ultimately is uh, the ability of our people to uh, control our destiny. There are certain things that are just way beyond us. And one of the most important examples of that is after the Holocaust, the Jewish people were criticized for being victims. I don't know if you're aware of this. The Jewish people were criticized for going like sheep, that they did not stand up for themselves and defend themselves. As a consequence of that world reaction, many Jewish people, in fact, many people who were responsible for bringing about the state of Israel, made a vow at that time. They said, never again. Never again will we be victims. And as a consequence of that vow, they created the IDF, which is the Israel Defense Force, which is an attempt by the Jewish people to never again go like sheep, but to protect themselves. And so the state of Israel occupies this tiny bit of uh, uh, turf in the Middle East, a little bit of real estate. It's so tiny that when you look on any globe, you'll never find the name Israel inside its borders. You'll have to see it in the Mediterranean Sea with a little arrow going that way. If you could see how big it is, it's so tiny that we have to put the arrow in the Mediterranean Sea. And somehow the Jewish people, despite the fact that our nation is so tiny, it seems like all the world, particularly at this Durban conference in Geneva, Switzerland last week, is determined and out to get the Jewish people. And that somehow, you know, uh, we have to defend ourselves. And uh, ironically, though, is that the Jewish people, because of God being the true boss of all mankind, we Jewish people are still here. And maybe despite all of the uh, extraordinary efforts the Jewish people exert to defend themselves or to have uh, uh, the proper uh, armaments and the proper trained people, both men and women who serve in the military, despite all of those physical preparations, the greatest preparation is just the faith of the Jewish people and the faith of all of us, people of all faiths, who care deeply about the future of this world and who care deeply about respecting the traditions and religions of all. I've shared more than once from this pulpit that Judaism teaches uh, the value of all people, whether, whatever religion they are. The first righteous person in the Torah is Noah, and Noah was not Jewish. Because Noah was not Jewish and was nevertheless called Ish Tzadik Bedorotav, a righteous person in his generation, the rabbis concluded from that that you don't have to be Jewish to be saved, and furthermore, a righteous Gentile takes precedence over a Jewish person who was not righteous. Being Jewish is not an affirmation of righteousness. It is rather an affirmation of obligations. A Jew has the obligation to follow the Torah. 
a, Torah who, a, a Jew who does not follow the Torah, who does not honor the principles and the obligations of what it is to be a Jewish person correctly, does not take precedence but takes lesser status in God's eyes than the Gentile who is a righteous person. And there are seven specific laws that the Gentile is to follow to be considered righteous. Because of that, we Jewish people do not have a concept of infidel because man is not judged, according to Judaism, by his faith, but rather by his actions. If a person has incorrect faith but proper conduct, that person's life takes precedence over the Jew who has proper faith but improper conduct. It is a real irony, but because we are judged by our conduct and we are not judged by our faith. A person's faith is to be translated into your conduct. What does it mean to have faith if it isn't translated into being a righteous quality person is the uh, argument that the Jewish, uh, that Jewish philosophy would present. But now when we... Uh, so, so I want to express a, a primarily appreciation for the fact that we can have this service and that we have it at a university that cares deeply and respects other faiths, uh, and that uh, in our world, which is so now uh, uh, divided by so many different uh, particular loyalties and faith traditions, that we have opportunities where we can open our heart and speak to each other and express the appreciation that there are a shared culture and values that we have. And in a world where uh, all too often uh, words of uh, racism uh, are used or misused, we need to be quite careful in, uh, in how that word and how our vocabulary is used. We need to respect language and make sure that when a, a person is accused of being uh, racist, et cetera. I'm, and I'm, I'm responding my, mostly to this conference that took place last week, which refers to Israel as the source of all evil. I have to, uh, you know, just to, continuing on that idea. In 1967, when Israel uh, responded to the closing of the Straits of Tehran and, and fought uh, for, that, uh, for its very survival, and we were victorious in quotation marks. I think the battle is still being fought right now. But we were, uh, we were victorious in that we were able to neutralize the enemy at that time. And there was the Knesset, the Israeli parliament met to decide what was going to be done now that we were able to finally unify Jerusalem and now we had sacred places, the holy worship places of Muslims and Christians and Jews all together under Israeli control, never before. But now we finally did. What were we going to do? And there was a unanimous decision of the Israeli parliament. Do you know how impossible that is? In America, we have a two-party solution. In Israel, there's 22 political parties, but there was a unanimous decision of that Knesset, of that Israeli parliament. And what was the unanimous decision? That we would protect all the holy places in Israel. And it's not just words, but there was financial support. The state of Israel has a Misrad HaDatot, a ministry of religions that protects the holy sites of every place by Muslims, Christians, Jews, and uh, Armenians. Everybody is protected. Try doing that in any Arab country, 
and all the Arab countries that sponsored that Durban uh, review last week. And that's what I mean by the misuse of the term racism, because they use the term Zionism is racism. Supporting Israel is racist. And so when I say the misuse of that term, I'm referring to how that term was used again and again, and that Israel was portrayed as the singular evil nation in this world, and how outrageous that is, and how painful that is for we as a Jewish people to hear that. And so on this day, when we are to remember the victims, but as we already heard our students and others share, it isn't merely to remember. It is to prevent any further occurrence of this in our world. If we claim to be civilized, if we claim to be people of faith, we need to be able to respect people of other faiths, and we need to respect their holy places, their traditions, and to honor them. And we cannot uh, go down to the level of saying, uh, I'm right and you are absolutely wrong. And we have to take from the Jewish Bible that message that the first righteous person was not Jewish. We have to have the humility to, ex- to re- respect and acknowledge that righteous people can come from all faiths. But just because a person is of a faith, we should not assume that they are righteous. We should judge and let God be the judge ultimately of whether we are righteous or not. Again, uh, I deeply appreciate the opportunity to speak to you, and uh, I thank you for hosting uh, this event each year. And may it lead to our working together to uh, preclude the possibility of any other Holocaust occurring. Amen. Jewish people formally affirm God's sovereignty freely, pledging him our loyalty. We are his witnesses. This is the prayer that people said as they go to their deaths. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Viahavta et Adonai Elohecha, Beholevavcha, Uvechol Nafshecha, Uvechol Meodecha, Vihayu Hadvarim Haele, Asher Anochi Mitzavecha, Hayom Alevavecha, Vishinanta Hamlevanecha, Vidibar Tabam, Beshiftecha bevetecha, uvlechtecha hava derech, uvshochbecha uvekumecha, ukshar tamleot al yadecha, vehayuletotafot bein enecha, uchtavtam al mizuzot betecha, uvisharecha. These words come from the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words which I command you this day you shall take to heart. You shall diligently teach them to your children. You shall recite them at home and away morning and night. You shall bind them as a sign upon your hand, and they shall be a reminder above your eyes. And you shall inscribe them upon the doorposts of your homes and upon your gates.
when we as a Jewish people remember those who gave us life and honor those who gave us the principles and the ideals by which we want to conduct our own lives. We traditionally recite a mourner's Kaddish. The language of that Kaddish is in Aramaic. It was the language our people spoke 2,000 years ago when we uh, composed our Jewish laws in interpretation of the Jewish Bible. It is also the language that Jesus spoke. It is also uh, the language of many of the prayers of the Jewish prayer book, even though we refer to Hebrew as the Lushan Kodesh, the holy language. It is Aramaic. That was the more common spoken language. It is the language of the Talmud. It is the language of classical Jewish literature upon which Jewish law is based. And so we now recite the mourner's Kaddish. And I also should introduce the Kaddish by saying, Though it is recited in loving memory of those who have died, the words contain no reference to death, but rather it is a prayer which says we have faith and belief that this world shall one day be at peace and that all of mankind will acknowledge the unity of God and that all of us together, all mankind, uh, will bring that day sooner by how we live this world. And so uh, live in this world. So we call now on, I'd like all of us please to rise as the Kaddish is recited. Uh, uh, and I will translate into English as well. Yitgadal v'yitkadash shemei rabah b'alma devarach hirutei v'yamlich malchutei v'chayechon v'yomechon uv'chayeh d'chol beit Yisrael ba'agalau v'izman kari v'imru amen. Yehei shemei rabah mevorach le'olam alomei amaya yitbarach v'yishtabach v'yitpoar v'yitromam v'yitnaseh Vietadar Vietalev Vietalal Shemei de Kudasha Brihu Laela Min Kol Birchatava Shirata Tushbechatava Nechamata da Amiran Bialma Vimru Amen Yehe Shloma Rabamin Shemai Vachayim Alenu Vial Kol Yisrael Vimru Amen O Seshalom Bim Romav Huya Seshalom Alenu Vial Kol Yisrael Vimru Amen Hallowed and enhanced may God be throughout the world of his creation. May God cause his sovereignty soon to be accepted during our life and the life of all our people as we say amen. And may he be praised throughout all time, glorified and celebrated, lauded and worshipped, acclaimed and honored, extolled and exalted. May the Holy One be. Praised beyond all songs and psalms, beyond all tributes which mortals can utter as we say amen. And there be a, let there be abundant peace from heaven with life's goodness for us and for all our people as we together say amen. And may God who brings peace to his universe on high, may God bring peace to us on earth and to all mankind as we together say amen. You may be seated. And uh, now we recite, call on Cantorellis to uh, recite El Mali Rachamim, the traditional words invoking God's loving compassion upon the memory of those who perished uh, in the Holocaust. And I include in this prayer not just the Jewish people, but people of all faiths who died for the purpose of the sanctification of God's name, who through no fault of their own other than their birth or belief uh, were judged uh, by evil people uh, and brought to their death. 
May God honor their memory so that they have a portion in the world to come and so that their lives have a continuing blessing upon all of us. So we call on Cantor to chant El Mali. El Mali Rachamim Shochein Bam Romim Hametze Menucha Nechona Tachat Kanfe Hashrina Bimahalot Kedoshim Utehorim Kezohar Harakia Mazirim Et Nishmot Kolachenu Bene Israel Anashim Nashim Vetaf Shanit Bechu Vishanech Neku Vishanis Refu Vishanehergu Began Eden Tehim Nuchatam Hanabal Harachamim Hastirem Beseter Kenafechal Olamim Utsror Bitsror Achaim Et Nishmotehem Adonai Unachalatam Vianuchu Vishalom Al Nishkevotehem Venomar Amen. Exalted, compassionate God, grant perfect peace in your sheltering presence among the holy and the pure to the souls of all of our brethren, men, women, and children of the house of Israel who were slaughtered and suffocated and burned to ashes. May their memory endure, inspiring truth and loyalty in our lives. May their souls thus be bound up in the bond of life. May they rest in peace, and let us all say, Amen.